I became a millionaire by age 35 by doing this one thing. Millionaires are not what they used to be, especially those whose net worth is just a million or a few millions. Because of inflation, high cost of living, and high real estate prices, a few million dollars do not go that far. Most recently, there also seems to be super inflated wages, especially in the tech industry. People with a few years of experience and in the right company can make close to a million dollars a year. One single year. Yes, you heard it right. I was astounded when I heard that, but also an alarm went off in my head. Bubble much? Executives in the finance industry have been making multi-million dollars a year on Wall Street before the Great Recession and in the last couple of years when the market was good again. Another sign for an immediate crash, perhaps. Anyway, it does seem like every influencer in the personal finance category is a millionaire nowadays. That's what inspired me to talk about this. There is no shame to admit it. I made it, even though it's not that much anymore. People love to talk about money, how much they make, how much they spend, and how much they keep. Let's be honest. We're all here to learn about money, how to make more and how to keep more, but perhaps not how to spend more. There's already enough mainstream media to show you how to do that. I want to start with this intro because this episode is not about bragging. I got inspired by other influencers such as Tech Lead, Vanessa Lau, Graham Stefan, Ali Abdal, etc. Each of their journeys is different, or so it seems. If you stick around to listen to my story, you will probably see that mine is different from theirs. I have never worked in the tech industry, unlike Tech Lead. I do not provide consulting or coaching services, unlike Vanessa. I did not start working when I turned 18, but much later, unlike Graham, and I'm not a medical doctor, unlike Ali. However, I want to preempt by saying that there is one common thing that made people millionaires, not only the ones I mentioned above, but also the most of the millionaires out there. Yes, there are people who became millionaires from their jobs, but that is more so the exception, not the rule. Plus, those people's jobs are very different from a traditional 9 to 5. Okay, without further ado, let's get into it. What is the one thing that I did that made me a millionaire? First off, I have to admit that I do make good income from my W-2 job. My starting salary right out of school was almost six figures, and now multi-six figures. That said, money doesn't go that far where I live. There are plenty of people I know who make multi-six figures or even seven to eight figure salaries. They may have professional degrees or they may not. My point is, the salary itself is nothing worth bragging about at all. To make my point clear with numbers, for a 200K salary, tax will take away almost 40% or $80,000. Housing would cost $48,000. Transportation would cost $24,000. Food and other basic necessities would cost another $24,000. So you are left with $24,000. In order to save $1 million, it will take 42 years. And this is assuming no childcare, no vacation, or other extravagances. Okay, so this is not how I became a millionaire, by saving money from my W-2 job. I've been working for almost 10 years now, so in theory, if I had been an aggressive saver, I may have saved my way to a millionaire. Oh, one thing I forgot to mention is that there were also student loan payments along the way, 
which is about another $12,000 a year. Anyway, reality is that it didn't happen this way. Perhaps inheritance? Well, my parents did help me somewhat financially. They offered to pay for my wedding. By the way, my parents were fairly financially responsible and were able to save, to which I applaud them. Growing up, we were very poor, which was a blessing in disguise. I learned the importance of gaining financial independence. As my mom would say, save for the rainy days during the sunny days. Anyway, the money my parents sent me to pay for my wedding didn't actually end up going to pay for my wedding. As we started making income, my husband and I ended up paying various installments to the vendors of the wedding gradually with our earned income. So no, I didn't become a millionaire through inheritance. What are some other possibilities? Winning a lottery? No, I never bought any lottery tickets. To me, that's a bigger waste of money than buying Starbucks coffee. Lastly, did I buy Tesla stocks or Bitcoin and hold them the whole time? I wish I did. That would probably have been a much easier way. But hindsight is 2020. Perhaps it would not have been easy at all. Who could resist the urge to tinker with their investments through the crazy ups and downs? So, no, this was not the way for me either. Okay, if you heard my other episodes, you would know that I love real estate. So if you guessed that the one thing I did is real estate, you're getting very close. But the matter of fact is that it's still not quite the answer. Okay, I'll tell you what the one thing is now. The one thing I did was take action. What I mean by that is I did something outside of my day-to-day job to grow my net worth. I thought, studied, analyzed, and decided that real estate was the best route for me. But I didn't stop at the prepping phase, which is where a lot of people get stuck. And this is the so-called analysis paralysis. It's fairly easy to read a book, listen to a podcast, and take a course. But many people fall short to put what they learn into action. There is this fear of making mistakes, fear of failure, and fear of humiliation if things don't work out. My last episode talks about the five books that changed my life. But if I have to pick only one book, then it will be Rich Dad Poor Dad. Let me recite some of the quotes that really got me over the hump. A. In school, we learn that mistakes are bad and we are punished for making them. Yet, if you look at the way humans are designed to learn, we learn by making mistakes. We learn to walk by falling down. If we never fell down, we would never walk. B, you're only poor if you give up. The most important thing is that you did something. Most people only talk and dream of getting rich. You've done something. C, there is a difference between being poor and being broke. Broke is temporary. Poor is eternal. Now, it could have been another business adventure other than real estate. As a matter of fact, the one thing in common that the influencers mentioned at the beginning all did is take action. Tech lead started YouTubing while still at Facebook, making a 500K salary. Vanessa Lau quit her job at L'Oreal and started her consulting and coaching business. Graham Stefan became a real estate agent at the age of 18 and worked his butt off in order to invest in his own real estate portfolio. Ali Abdel ventured into many side businesses since he was a teen and finally made his name in YouTube and blogging while becoming a medical doctor in the meantime. And of course, there are so many more examples to provide. 
Before I close out, I want to clarify that I'm not advocating to take blind risks. Do study, research, and experiment with what you can afford to lose first. For me, I had some seed money to start with, but if you don't, there are plenty of side businesses you can do with little or no money. But it does require your time. You can also listen to my earlier episode, specifically episode six, 10 side hustle ideas, if you want to get some more inspiration. All right, this is it, my friends. Hope you find this episode helpful and leave a comment or review wherever you listen or watch this. Please also share it with your friends and family if you find it helpful. It will really help me grow my podcast. Thank you very much. Until next time.